Back in action this fall in the NBA on ESPN. Uh, I'm joined. I'm here. I'm host this week, by the way, Zilla Rocco. Um, jaded Sixers fan, golf enthusiast, NHL savant. Thinking about getting back in the NFL. Um, MLB viewer. I'm into all this shit. I love it. I'm out here. I'm joined by um, optimistic Jets fan, Alaska. Yeah. What's going on, gentlemen? You're very into it, uh, the Jets. What um, what's the Jets' record tentatively second to this year with um, your boy A Rod? A Rod, I'm going twelve and five. Woo. Lofty. Yeah, there were seven. There were seven and ten with the worst quarterback play in the league last year, mm. like historically bad quarterback play, and they lost six games by one score. Okay, hard luck. You know team. what I'm saying? A hard yeah. Luck team. So they made some big upgrades. They just uh, signed Dalvin Cook as well love, love him so you know there, there could be it could be interesting that's cool um Wait, are you also... watching the hard knocks that's what you uh I've, I've watched the first one so far okay but I'm, I'm, I, I, I might watch it just to get yeah back I'm, into I'm it, I, I might not i'm probably not oh, it's I super did, fun I, the first one's super fun i did start watching that telemarketing thing that's crazy oh yeah yeah, it's good. Yes, and, nice. and you hear the sultry tones of OKC Thunder's most East Coast fan of all time, Curly Castro. Sure. Joined by the new, the newest OKC Thunder fan, Small Pro, who has just walked away from the Sixers. He's a smarter man than me. Um, the drama, no more drama. All right, so we're here. We've um, we had a nice, good run of episodes. Um, shouts to um, Real Notes with a Cinema Sai. And Sharif and uh, Steel Tip Dove doing a live taping. I think Prem Rock yeah, was, was there. We Very need cool. To do that, man. We need to do it. You know, if you can find me a good Bennigan's equidistant from Philly and Brooklyn, we'll meet up there. Yeah, like we'll Central do it at like Jersey. The, um, we'll do it at the Walt Whitman, uh, the Walt Whitman Comfort Station, or whatever that shit is. Uh, <laughs> rest stop. <laughs> rest stop. Yeah. yeah, or we do the Roy Rogers on the on the, Ju- on the New Jersey Turnpike. That's what I'm saying. That's at that's at the Walt Whitman rest stop. There, yep, good, yep. The Roy yeah. Rogers. That would be yeah. incredible. I'm all. We'll do it. that. We can get Nathan's fries as well. Whew. Power Kinda moves. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So shouts to everybody. Fucking with the show. Still on Patreon. We're out here putting some exclusives up, and uh, thriving. This week, though, long overdue episode. Um. We we decided to do this episode after we all used Alaska's login to watch the documentary All Up in the Biz. On a legendary biz marquee, um, yeah, very very good documentary. Very weird parts that made all of us mostly uncomfortable. But no, did you watch that? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you watch the end where she explained? Yes, I didn't. I, just, no, I okay. Didn't. So at the end, she steps out of that uh, set with the puppets and mm-hmm. explains some ill things happen after his death. And then you get the sense that she did that to make that part light, that she wanted everybody to understand his last year in his life. He wasn't alone and she was with him every day and showed a couple of his hospital scenes. And so that's yeah. why they did that. That's so it dope. sounded like people were throwing shade at her. Yep. Oof. Yeah, like people were were talking shit. She so getting, she probably was like she was getting sued. She oh. got sued. People tried to 
you know, misappropriated some of his funds posthumously and stuff. So yeah. I think she that would that, those scenes were there specifically to to give him <clears throat> some light because she she touched as we saw in the doc she touched on how TMZ was covering it and had that weird yeah. picture of him in there you know she was asking him not to but yeah but of course they did because TMZ yeah, a piece of shit scums yeah scums all time yeah. piece of shit but yeah so um, that's that's what those and so think about how awkward Z would have felt if they did it a different way. So I think they did that to yeah. lessen the blow on all of us and her. Yeah. Well, so yeah. if you haven't seen the Bismarcky doc, uh, strongly recommend you borrow Alaska's password, log in the Showtime, watch it. We're just signing up for the seven-day trial with Showtime. Watch it. There's a couple other awesome documentaries, hip-hop and sports joints on there, like the New York City Point Gods. I forget what other one we saw. The Wu-Tang one from a couple years ago, still incredible. Much Wu-Tang one's than, great. There's the uh, uh, video music box one is phenomenal. Yeah, really good. Ralphie was, uh, There's a real cool. Um, was it Jamal Shabazz? Oh yeah, that's a real good the, one. Yeah, the yeah, rap photography cool. one. And isn't there a Dapper Dan one too? Or I don't know. If that's there? One, I don't know if that's on Showtime though. No, yeah, maybe it's on Stars or something. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, we're talking about the legendary Biz Marquee lineage of greatness. First ballot every time for us, and. What I love so much about um, Biz was that, unlike you guys, I can say on the show, because it's a safe space and we're friends, I never got into Biz's albums like that until the last few years. Because I knew all the singles, and he was just such a presence in everything. But the doc showed you that his career was built on singles. Right. Like the albums were secondary. Like Right. He's making, I want to make a record. I want to make this record. I want to make, the, you know, big ideas. You know, right. Yeah. But the, but from on mine, I mean, he was just like such a, he was just always there for me yeah. to where as a person, I, I didn't, I wasn't in the record buying public yet when he was first hitting to buy his records. And then when like just a friend hit, I was young enough to just hear it on the radio and love it. And then he was just everywhere. And what I was even thinking about was how, even when he popped up on other people's albums post his big wave, those tended to be like some of the best songs on other people's albums. Like he was just, he was just always a slam dunk. Like, like you it couldn't surprised go wrong. me because I used to do this with Wu Tang albums and Dela albums. That he's on the end of like, well, De La Soul is dead. Stone well, Stone Age, Stone yep. Age. And I'm like, it's the greatest it's song. This song, and I used to skip. Yeah. I. The what song you mean, turned, Marky, what it you turned mean, me into a, um, I thought it was like an outro and I, and I would skip those. I would do it classically exhibit albums. So there'd be songs, Raekwon albums, the last two tracks. I don't yeah, know. The, I didn't know them for list. years because right. I would just stop right there. Oh, this is kind of the end. Oh, this is the Phyllis. And remember, um, this is also PTSD from like the score, the last six tracks, are like remixes <laughs> and stuff like that. Yep. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'm done at 13. And then also, uh, some of the styles were getting redundant around track 11 and 12 on on the score specifically so right. i would do this and so like i missed that song on um daylight so for years i didn't know that no Stone stakes aside, it's on stakes aside. No, i didn't on, know it's on um it's on balloon it's on balloon okay yep. i didn't know yep. that song was there for Impressive. years it's a masterpiece um is so bismarcky on um aoi or mosaic thumb 
he might be doing beatboxing, but here's the thing: he's even on like girls, girls, girls for Jay Z. Exactly. I was gonna bring that yeah. up. Yeah, he's doing. That's actually his vocals. It's not right. When we did the Blind Spot on the Beat Nuts record, Musical Massacre, both you guys were like, "Holy shit!" I didn't know Biz was on this song on the "You're a yep. Clown" joint. You guys yep. were like, "I love this song." You're a clown. Like he just. It's amazing to me that and these were all late '90s, early 2000s records we're talking about. Or I mean, well, De La was like early '90s, but it's like it's after he he peaked. But it was like everyone that got him knew what to do, and he delivered every time. Yeah. And then so when I went back to his actual albums, I was blown away how fucking good they were. Like it wasn't novelty shit to me, you know what I mean? Which I was kind of expecting listening to them for the first time like listening to going off and i need a haircut like these these albums are crazy and the, the production is unbelievable yeah, so, so i think like right and so I, I i think the first thing i i didn't realize was a was a huge superpower of his that's quite evident but i was pretty ignorant his ear for beats is among the greatest of all time well he was a master record collector so seriously he, and, and he said when just it came a collector. to just a friend the boy you seen in the doc he said that he'd been looking for that record for three years to find mm -hmm. that, that piano and um and like the drums on that like those joints is crazy they're not just yeah. like you know just Classic baby breaks. just eh, just throw, you know it's not just casio drums put them on it he's going crazy on them joints mm -hmm. and yeah i mean we'll get to that but just like believing in your sound nobody mm -hmm. like that song just a friend everybody told him it was crazy and, and they he, told him that yeah and he was known to do show picking boogies he was known to do crazy songs and stuff like mm -hmm. that. yeah but i love how you look you go through the dock and he's calling other people yo i just did this song about you and it's not flattering like yeah <laughs> getting him in the i need you in the video yeah <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and the funny flattering. shit was that that woman at the end when they did when they dedicated the street to him yeah that woman that that song was about was at the dedication ceremony yes yeah Yes. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah, they loved it, but it's like, hey, you know, you're what in the goes, song. What, what comes around goes around. That joint. That's yeah. The song. Yep. Yeah, yeah. About about her being fly in high school. Yep. And then and then I'm um, look at me now. But I like that. Yeah. That was interesting when they got into the ego part of it, like how you yeah. dissing Eric and them, and like, hey, how you a demo do it? Like you know, y'all ain't just yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. yeah he, it's, it's he had it on his block. I mean, Alaska. What what was what was your first? interaction with biz like how did he because you know i mean it was probably college. either nobody beats the biz or music with your mouth biz it was like hearing it on like bls i think like back in the mm -hmm. day yeah. um you know like once like hip-hop started like popping a little bit i would check out those shows. like i wasn't like super heavy into like biz to be honest mm -hmm. with you um but I did love the singles. All the singles are dope. And then, like, it really hit me when it was like I would start going to parties, mm, and his music yeah. would get played. Like, I was like, "Oh, the shit is dope." I think, like, because uh, going off came out in '88, which, like, I just started like getting heavy into hip hop around '88. So, the Vapors was a really big song for me. I liked the Vapors more than that, and I liked Alby Square Mall a lot. Yeah, just living out, being like, a Brooklynite, you loving that shit. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, I just um, in the cook the Alvy Square Mall, uh -huh, mm -hmm. the Alvy Square, Square Mall. Mall. Oh my yeah. God. and I and so, like, I went to high school, right? You know, I was around Alvy Square every day. Yeah. So like, it's like the thing is like he was silly, and he brought that joyousness to hip hop, but he wasn't no joke. And right. I think yeah. people got had that twisted for a while. He wasn't no joke. He, he was very serious. 
he like, was you know, and it, yeah. the funny thing about Biz, I think, which everybody can relate to, is you got one of those cats in your crew or two cats. They just goofy. They all they're all over the place, but yeah. they're smart as shit when you slow them down. Mm-hmm. When they sit yeah. down and focus, oh yeah, I can break this computer. What do you what you you've been putting gum under the desk for years, but now you can yeah. you know what I'm saying? But now you, you know can take your computer it, apart and put it back together. Yeah, they'd be definitely. Yeah. And I think Biz was one of those cats. And you saw with his family, he was pretty guarded. So like, look, yeah. sometimes that humor is a big defense mechanism. Big defense mechanism. Big yeah. shield, big layers to keep people from like really chipping away at you. And yeah. it seemed like he made a career out of that. In a sense, it's a little sad to think that if that if yeah, that it's the case. yeah. You never, I mean, you, you got to know him, but you got to know him through his humor. Right. So right. You like, got to know what he wanted you to know. Which is yeah, exactly. You know, but yeah, that's like but that's, to me, that's like some Robin Williams shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think when you're like a musician and you're doing yeah. humorous shit, and I, I think it's probably even for like other fields that humorous relate to, like, you know, they say acting, comedic acting is the toughest acting to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think when you're like a musician and humor is a big part of what you do, you have to be fucking better than everybody because it's easy to make a fucking dark song. Yeah. Right? It's easy to like make a sad song. And for people that... Mm-hmm. It's not easy that, to make a funny song. Yeah, but people that function on that frequency, the jokes yeah. are funny. They always got to be on. Soon as they yeah. get in, people are expecting a performance, a quip, something. Mm-hmm. They never could just be chilling. Yo, what's going no. on? What's wrong with you? You're like, you know, you're not cracking jokes, and you and then yeah. to think about that pressure—not that pressure, but the responsibility—always being on. You know what right. I'm saying? Crack a joke, Robin. You know what I mean? Every time they saw him step into place, but what if you don't want to crack jokes? So yeah, I can feel yeah. that in terms of like how everybody wants us to rap. The funny guy is never is never on vacation. No, mm. I like that. Yeah, he he. Um, I I feel like that era of like him. Um, later on, like Young MC or Tone Loke, guys that were suitable to be on like daytime radio, and it wasn't gangster rap. It was, you know, hammer to a lesser extent. But I mean, like the guys that. The, the the barrier for entry was like very very open to people to get into mm-hmm. those type of records and i feel like where he outlasted some of those other dudes like young mc or tone loke is just he he went like if he would have had a song like you know funky cold medina or wild thing or yeah. um what's the what's the what's the young mc um i'm blanking on the uh, bust a move right those would have been maybe like his third fourth fifth sixth hits you see what yeah. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. those yeah. dudes peak with those records. That would have been just a part of his collection of yeah, must have party joints or roller skating joints or having fun. You know what I mean? Like he's he's just so crazy to me when I I think about and when you watch the doc and for again we're going to talk about it a lot heavily, but his his obsession with the community aspect of hip like from the beginning. That's, where he's down yeah. with De La and Rakim and Marley and Prince Paul and Kane and Shantae. Like all of these people, it's like, oh, Biz was there. Biz was here. I showed up at a spot. There's Biz. And it's like he was outside of seeking community. He literally just put in the sweat equity and time and man hours. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't a fluke. And then everywhere he went, he, he could get on a stage. If he needed yeah. a record, you know what I mean? Like he just had an endless, like his network was so incredible considering he was in Long Island. That's crazy to me. 
I told yeah. you, yo, I was doing that. Like when I, when my first big outfit broke down, I became a nomad, but I was always out and always trying to be in different in different sectors so I could maneuver where I needed to be. If I was mm. in North Philly, I could record over there, get, jump on the show there. If I was in West, if I was inside, whatever. I, 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 and learning that Biz did that same thing, I, you know, I trusted my instincts. It was just a way for me to keep afloat because I didn't have a big outfit. Remember, I always came through an outfit and when my shit broke down, and dissolved away i was like all right you know who do you align yourself with and it was a lot of little you know there's a lot of caches in the city at that time mm-hmm. but i just said no nah, I'm, I'm what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna be like cousins with everybody i'm gonna make sure i could be over here for if i need a live show remember see, i told you about it. Mm-hmm. i had i had this crew that i had my steady live shows yep. i had my um, partner uh, zap when we were doing like open mics and stuff like that and, and, and getting battles and i had a poetry battle sect that i would do i had um cats i could just go jam with and i just so right. i so that way i could still be man of the people and well it, what happened was my you know my central nervous system was gone so all of my resources that were centralized on my first big group right they were gone and i had to figure yeah. out how to keep doing this and shit. It, it is funny and i don't know biz experienced that uh when he was on when he was on this planet but it's like to tell anybody that knows like trying to find a new new dealer you one dealer mm-hmm. like i remember this one time and this always happens uh we set it up and this was too good to be true he was giving us a lot for a little you know what i'm saying in terms of the exchange rate so what we was doing we was, we was trying to wholesale through us through, through him and so we set up a sale where we were going to make like shoot 150 percent profit or whatever we had the money and i coded this cat and when i first started going to this cat it was a strange thing a little side door on the side of a little business if y'all know philly architecture but it was a steps all the way up to where the apartment was, but on mm-hmm. the side of like this little store or something. But when you would step into the stairwell, it was so pungent. It was no mm-hmm. like, oh, what's going on here? No, you, and it was a good yeah. one, but it was so pungent. And I was just like, and I'm looking around, I didn't ask, I was like, how long have you been doing this type of operation? It's right here, it's, it's literally off the curb. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. The doors are right off the curb. I said, how long have y'all been doing this? But I didn't think twice about it. I've made a couple of transactions, so I'm ready to make this other exchange and me be this third party and make this money. I'm calling him and I'm calling him and he's not answering. He used to be really on it with the phone. He used to be on it. And I'm calling him. Man, I don't hear from him for a week and a half. He had gotten arrested (laughs) and then I had to give the other guy back his money and that was it. But yeah, but again, when you try to find a new dealer, you, you know what I'm saying? You become a man of the people, like y'all saying. You're trying to put your feelings out there, see what's good out there. And so in hip-hop, it's always good to to make friends. I mean, you, yes. can, you can have your beef, you can have your little True. clashes with certain crews, but it's very good to have friends because, you know, we are a traveling band. We get up yep. we go state to state. When we go to another state, you need a nice place to put your head down. And, and that's he, the he literally, what I discovered on his albums is he will dedicate songs just to shouting out his friends. Okay. Well, the album yeah. will open with like his, his his friends talking for two three minutes. Love it. Like that's, he was, that's that he was community. Soloist, right? That's he was not a pure, soloist like that, Rock him or something. That you know what purity mean? of hip hop that we all lose with the advance of technology and age, and we just get right. older and get more grown. Them days where there's six of us in in the studio making a song, right? With two people making a song, four people around. Those are like ancient history. It's depending on yeah. where your life station right. is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that that period that I will challenge anybody those are the best songs that's the best hip-hop energy you can feel when you're making 
music yep. in concert. And everybody yep. we talk about, Dungeon Family, Wu-Tang and stuff, they used to make music in concert. And then everybody got their own situation. Spread out right. Zelda and spread out. And that always that always lightens the bra. But back mm -hmm. in the day when we were just cracking and you got some time and you're a young man, a young woman in, in this hip-hop game, and you're at the studio and five people are there, Black Thoughts and two studios down making songs, you really get to cracking. And, uh, yeah. um, and and I, I miss that. I, if anything that I miss while I'm still in this game is I miss that. I miss that camaraderie that in the studio. Oh, man, I was just thinking about Night Rider this episode. But put that in the song. Right. You know, like, what I'm remember saying? even there was like a small shot in the documentary, which I forgot, where he's like in the video for It Takes Two to Make a Thing Go Right with Rob Bass. Yes. I remember he's wearing the hat. That. Yep. Love. Yep. How like huge that. is that song? And there's Biz in the video. And not not even being like, hey, look at me, just nah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm there. there. I'm there. <laughs> the most iconic songs of all time. Yeah, he was he was everywhere. He was like Forrest Gump. Yes, like you know, Forrest Gump was just everywhere where big yep. things were happening. Yeah, that was Biz. he was Biz was on the scene. And I yeah. remember, but it's so funny because he embodies these phases of hip hop I went through. I remember when it was kind of important to try to be there, and I would just you know whether you're on the bill or not. You just mm -hmm. want to be in the building, and 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 those those times have come and gone. But it was it was important just to be there to say, yo, I was there when such such Kane came out, yeah. when Fresh brought Kane out, and they did da, 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 whatever. Yeah, I miss those times. Sure. Yeah, he was. I I feel like he, and so not only was he a man of the people, all these things were were celebrating, like he, and everyone's like, oh, he was weird, or he he was this or that, but I feel like the amount of courage and imagination he had i think that's what it was it wasn't that he was a goofball or he was weird it's like he was wearing gold chains every fucking where he went he was, oh, he was dipped out with death. dapper dan you know what i mean like and, the cleanest uh, shirt and shirt kings and stuff like i think yeah. anybody we, that, that that lightens biz in, in that manner they're being dismissive exactly they're not, yeah they're not doing this but they're also seeing a certain error of biz right they don't yes. recognize like like it's it's hard to remember like biz beyond like what he came to be like sort of the guy on yo gabba gabba fucking right, right. um it's spring again it's uh oh, that's what's it um spring again. just a friend like yep. that shit like right sort of like bigger but when he was young he was like he was slender Fun. he was just a big dude like right, he looked yeah, like right. you didn't want to fight biz right no. yeah yeah he wasn't like, also, like the jolly big guy I'm glad yeah. I liked that the documentary touched on the DJ and not just the DJ oh, but yeah. the aspect <clears throat> of him becoming the celebrity DJ. And I remember yeah, his genius. name would be at the bottom of those oh, flyers yeah. of Will Smith party. I'm you know, show was whoever, uh George Clooney party still you know, DJ yeah. Bible <clears throat> Marquee. You know, he just became mm -hmm. that name. Whether he was same thing that Questlove. Questlove is a record player. I'm not dissing him. Yeah. He's not, he's not mm -hmm. a DJ, he's a record player. Yeah, yeah, but right. that that name on the marquee, that name on the flyer goes a long way. And then you yeah. become that um who 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 got uh no it's not Diamond D DJ uh the one that D set nice. off D nice yeah D like nice. that yeah. that, yep. that yep. yeah that stuff is fly you know what I'm saying and that was a, yeah it's a real status it's a real thing. nice second so, act you know, when what do I say Z you got to be on everybody's shortlist oh man who yeah, do we right. need to DJ this big four uh, four thousand person party oh Biz call, call up Biz people he just did yep. uh yeah. he just did Senator such and such party he just yep. did. Mary J. Blige is a you know a surprise party called Biz. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like it's like the version of being in like one of the talking heads in the studio during halftime. 
yes. but for rappers. It's like yes. that second act to your career. Like once you're not like in the game anymore. And he right. said he said they paying me to play the records that I want to play, and he knew how to play records. He wasn't no slug. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? He knows what to do. Yeah. And people studying. people used to talk about Bismarcky parties. I never went to yeah, one, but really, I remember yeah. it was a thing. Like people used to, especially around New York. Like if, if Biz was spinning at a club, people there. were like, "Yeah, yeah I, that's I, just I can call be my live. cousin right now. She probably went to a bunch. Yeah. And I can call my cousin right now. Oh, that's fire! And she that was is really cool. Yeah, that was yeah. Thing. Just, yeah, it wasn't just celebrity parties. It was no, like it was nice. It was live. It was he was live. running clubs too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking cool. I think um why don't we do this? Why don't we take our first break and we're gonna come back more talking Bismarck L O G lineage greatness. The saga continues. Koa oh. culture. We'll be back. Greetings, silly humans. It's your girl Siri. I am interrupting this broadcast to let you know about a really good rap album you should be listening to. It's called Smoke Chain by a guy named Andrew from Philadelphia and is entirely produced by Pages from New Jersey. We used advanced AI technology from outer space to analyze whether the project is fire or trash. Our algorithm determined that it is not trash and is in fact quite the bop. As you humans say, the project includes hit songs such as Empties. Got a case of the empties. Please don't tell me that way so hefty. I can't break through. Drusium. When I die, they should build the Drusium. In memoriam, the people come see Wildflowers. That was wild times, but I had to draw alive. Feel like I done it all, nothing left to do but die. And Rumi, which features a guest verse from Pages. Shit seemed tight, but now it's kinda roomy. Rhyming loony with more quotable lines than roomy. Get your hands on this classic today at https colon slash 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 album slash smoke dash chain. Brought to you by the good folks that you don't deserve this beautiful art. You may not return to using your device, silly human. Goodbye. To call out culture, biz marquee lineage of motherfucking greatness. Biz never sleep. I like how he call himself the diabolical. That's so ill. Like right, nothing right. about it was diabolical. You know what I mean? It's like I remember it was, once, it was like, the rhyme. Um, it was like the diabolical, the economical. It was like yeah, to, I love that. Rhyme, I love yeah. that type of scheme. Like when he, when he does it is great. When like you know nerdy underground dudes did it ninety eight. I did not like it, but when he did it, ultimate pass. And like that he, was his old, his old school nod. Like when he introduces himself, it's like the four adjectives before yep. his day type shit. Like it's a whole routine to introduce yourself. Well, I'm the M. That type of shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's unbelievable with that. And so we were saying before we came back, just the sheer amount of fingerprints he has all over records. Um, and we talking about like some records he popped up on. I see like looking at his Wikipedia, he was on like an Avalanche's record. He was on that group Len Alaska. He was his, on yep. his joints. tree, his stretch and his reach. A lot of he um, he's the grandfather to a lot of stops. Yeah, yeah. a lot. And that's what we were, I, and I think it's good to dwell on that because when you watch the doc, like number one, the beatboxing, right? We didn't even talk about that. Yes. Yeah. Him hanging with Dougie Fresh, but then looking at Dougie Fresh like, okay, all this ill shit you do, what do I do to separate myself from you as a beatboxer? Roxanne Shante said they were coming back from a drive from a, a battle and he had to put his lips in a thing of ice. Because he was yep. beatboxing so hard and so long at the battle. And that's yeah. crazy. And then one of the other Docs Castro, when she did her first tour, they didn't bring a DJ. He beatboxed her Every whole set. album. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. And I, look, I, I came up and big ups to one Sunline Ra. 
I came up with a beatboxer. And let yep. me tell you, man, we roll him into our live sets. He would beatbox over freestyles, and it was something else. I can still call him up and hire him. He did a good song for me once in a while. Oh, yeah. But shout out to Ra. Um, the beatbox is still viable. It still makes a crowd go crazy. It's still is something to behold. I remember when people like really started realizing it. I, I, in the 2000s, same time they oh, had yeah. um, battles, they used to have beatbox battles, right? And they were, yeah. they were international. There was stuff in like Russia and stuff. I remember that they were like international um, beatbox battles. And people really started coming with stuff. And I love it. The evolution oh, is, yeah. I mean, but here's a question. <laughs> Rozelle is way more talented than Scratch. But Scratch can do those scratches, which is pretty impressive. So I'm just talking about, you know, um, vocal percussionists or whatever like that. So who's your pig, Z? Is it Rozell or Scratch in terms of, like, the great-great-grandsons? Uh, I would go Rozell because Ro yeah. Rozell had, like, the the funny – more. he more played up to the comedic stuff than Scratch. And he Scratch was way, was but he was way more developed. He could do bass lines, drums. Yeah, I mean, he did – yo, effects. the ill thing about Rozell is, even though I agree with Fatboy Sharif that, you know, Make the Music 2000 is one of the worst albums <laughs> of all time. Um, it ain't great. No, but – It's not good, Bob. Um, not not good, Bob. It's better um, than Scratch's record, though. It's better than Scratch's record. And oh he yeah, had, he had the Southern Girl joint with, with Erica Badu, which is yeah, ill. But he could really. But Rizzo was making some really good beats. It's just about a fifth or sixth one. Yes, and he like, he okay. had the joint on that album where he did um, he's like how Dougie Fresh was breaking down like how he could do the bass line, the hi hat, the drums. You're right. When he beatbox, yeah. Rozelle was doing that for like Aaliyah, if you girl only knew. Oh, and I love that. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, girl, yeah, oh, when he started girl. singing it in it, yeah, that, that was killed me. Yeah. That's unbelievable. He's right? singing it and if you girl, yes. I was losing. I saw him do that live on some stage. I said, and it's like Germany. I said, oh my god, yeah, I didn't bro, know like that's that was impressive. When he did that, that he started impressive. singing the yeah, song. That was dope. So again, just like and like we're saying, if you look up YouTube, you'll see some really good beatbox animators. Started with, um, like you said, fresh, then to biz, and then the buff, or well, buff and biz by the same time. Oh yeah. Um, but they were doing some crazy shit, and it was all like, look, you making something out of nothing, man. I, we didn't have a turntable, we didn't have a DJ, right. and, D and they said it. Walking down the street. DJs were getting expensive back then. Like DJs were uh, certain they were personalities. The they were the stars. Yo, we just need a beatboxer. You know what I'm saying? Like we oh, gotta yeah. cut the cut the middle. Oh, I just oh man, a good beatbox cipher, nothing like it, yo. Bro, the, the joint he does with Shantae, oh, what's the name? That's like one of my favorite songs of all time, where the actual record, it's like on pop art. Uh, fuck, is it called? I'm blanking on it. Oh, God. it's so... But her voice next to him beatboxing mm -hmm. to me is like the perfect marriage she because she's like the high-pitched, confidence, brash. Ever. Yeah, like that. They're the same way like Slick Rick with Dougie. You yep. know what I mean? Like when they yeah, do yeah, Lottie Dots, like those two and they link, it's the greatest. Same thing with Biz and Shantae. Like, so to me, it's like he he was the a masterful beatboxer live, right? And on records. And then he has the MCM piece. And what I want to touch on with him with the MCM is like number one, the sound effects and ad libs and stuff, like Pete Rock was using him and Kane on every single song on the main ingredient and beyond like always sampling their both of their voices mm -hmm. but just them no one else so of all the great voices and hip-hop and phrases it was always like the biz sound effects and then you know yeah. kane just being like oh yeah check it out y'all like you know just and to me they, th those became the most classic sounds of late mid mid 90s east coast rap. he wasn't using rock him you know what no. I mean? he wasn't using tribe or daylight he's using biz 
and Kane. But like to me, the biz stuff is like that. That to me kept biz current because you would hear him on anything Pete Rock was doing as biz wasn't out as much. Like Pete Rock to me kept that voice alive, which is really cool. You know what I mean? And I, I think like that's, and I remember they asked, I think Pete Rosenberg asked him that. Like, yo, he's like, yo, you were running Biz's voice to death. And he was like, yo, I always kept the Bismarck going off record next to the beat machine. Yeah, think mm-hmm. about that. He, he shut down his um, MC operations in 91, 92. After the lawsuit, yeah. he was done. That's yep. that's a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, he did but, his features like we're talking about, but like right. him not doing main he's records. He's used a lot, man. Yeah. So much to is me. He, is like, he on? Is he on a Beastie Boys record? Is he on? Oh, he's on a Beastie Boys record. He he's sang. On... Um, he was doing. Um, he sang the what's the name with them? He did Benny and the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> Benny, Benny and the Jets. And he's not. He's not <laughs> on AOI or Mosaic Thump. He's not on. I don't think so. No, he's not. But he's, he's in. Um, Tribe called Quest the Bound to Wreck Your Body and see Turn the Party. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Bound to Wreck Your Body yep. and see Turn the Party. Party. Yeah. Because yep. that and that's from what's it called? Nobody beats the biz. And then also yeah. we we have, you know, the startings of like the ODB personalities off kilter yes. stuff. That definitely comes from biz. Again, like you could I think, you know, especially in the era he came up in where there was some serious MCing going on, Kane, right. Rock Him, um, PMD. He he chose to stick like <clears throat> I love that the doc points out, excuse me, how he was a sip more serious rhyme at first. Yeah, because I yeah. think he reached that point that we all kind of reached like, yo, I can get this off with a little more direct. Would it do with it more? I can get this off with direct uh intention and less words. Yeah, and yes. that's when you come up with something like just a friend after you've done pick a book, which has a lot of words to it. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like an easy little slow rhyme. And nah. He slowed all the shit down. His stuff, his earlier stuff was like they had a pickup to it. Yep. And then like there's a lot of like rhyming and tundras and um and in just a friend and then um what goes around comes back around again. Like these things are not like he wasn't like a simple rhymer like people think. No, like yo, the vapors yeah. is a huge record. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't think someone like him would make that record. But you know what I mean? Like Snoop covered it. it. Yep. Right. That's his second single yeah. off Dogfather. Yeah, was the vapors? You know, the biggest rapper of the early '90s was like in love, and I think I think that's the amazing thing about him—the amount of rappers that loved him. Yeah, like I'm not just talking about Pete Rock. You know what I mean? But yeah, like it's—he's—I think and to Cash's point about him choosing to to make it more direct and simple, I think that was also his genius. Looking around, like okay, if I'm down with Rock him, I'm kind of mentoring a young De La Soul. Everyone in Juice Crew is nice. How do I even Craig G? Craig G. Yeah. Craig G was ill. Um, how do I stand out? Like, what do I do? Yeah. Like I survey the room and be like, okay, this like dude's Juice super lyrical. filled with balance. Shan yes. came like they were balanced. He was um yeah. Biz wasn't that good. He was smart was, enough. Yeah. He was smart yeah. enough to know that he didn't need to be that. Of right. course. Right? You got, you got if he team. tried to be that, he would have blended it. He would have got, got blended in with yeah. everybody else. Yeah, he stood, he stood out. You know, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like people know. Yeah, you know it's funny. Like when I when I was with Barry um, last week in Long Island, we were talking about we were playing um, the joint Castro to join on um, High School High. Um, there's the Wu Tang joint on there. First we played you know Wu, uh, Wu Wear Garment Renaissance. Then we played the other one. It's called like um, Semi Automatic Full Rap Metal Jacket. It's like Deck. You got in Street Life. It's on the okay. High School High soundtrack, mm-hmm. and we were like, so you got leads off the song 
and me and Barry, you know, Barry loves you God so much, just like you. But we were saying like he Barry was like he told Jazz, Rock Marcy's manager, he's like, yo, if you just took you God's actual writing from this song and gave it to Rock Marcy, no one would doubt it's a Rock Marcy verse. Exactly. And mm-hmm. but because he was in a in a group with Ghostface and Ray, who were like slanged out fly dudes, you got also and Kappa, you got also having that type of style, like non sequitur, abstract, like and street fly. Right, abrasiveness throws people off. Right, like that gruffness, right? But so he he doesn't stand out in the group on his own like that because there's already three guys like they're all competing with each other right but for that style but them dudes got to be soloists he never did until much later so i think to your point with biz it's like bringing them dudes around or seeing them it's like okay well yeah i don't and and they say he was good at snapping he was good at doing a dozens and all that but it's like but i'm gonna make the song about me being salty my girl left me and then i'm gonna be make the song about my girl salty that i left her because now i'm huge Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like i'm making a song about picking my nose i'm gonna make the song about and going again, to the mall and some getting of those simple concepts we, we see that with modern artists those are the most relatable like just yeah, a friend is. work because everybody's been through that all of us yeah. guys you know what i'm saying a lot of us guys i'll say more so than girls maybe mm-hmm. um not just the picking boogers but just like all of his stuff getting a haircut it was all relatable things like yeah. they weren't like fanciful hip-hop wizardry or stuff that you you know you thought you never could do or, and th- those are impressive as well especially in the late 80s like you know you hear yeah. rock him around me like I, I can never do anything yes. like that what's more with this cat but biz is like they knew like think about how think about how quick and we know that with the live contingent how quick everybody knew that song yeah at, at the first live show he did four days after dropping it on the radio yeah how many people knew that fucking song knew half of it That's crazy yeah like that in a week because they're playing it, Mr. Magic playing. But just think about how easy that song is to get. And in that first show he goes to, everybody's singing that song. Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing is, like, think about, because at this time, shit was pretty much like Northeast, right? Like mm-hmm. tri-state area. Yeah. For the most part, right? He took one of the most noticeable radio jingles and TV jingles. And turn yep. it into a hit. Nobody beats the Because it, it rhymes. I want it to be so nobody beats the Zilla, you wouldn't feel it. They played that commercial every other break. We, me every, and the last guy, we've seen. We I've seen. The, the, it was like four versions of them. But that yeah. jingle. But think and but was to your point, played over and it was. And think about that. Yeah. How many people in hip hop at that time, or at any time, would just hear that song? And know that song and leave it at that. He's yeah. like, that's my single. Yeah. Gee, it's, it's so right there. simple. Nobody, it's, it's right, right there. Exactly. It's right, it's right there. there. Right Nobody beats the whiz. Nobody beats the biz. And again, <laughs> we're, we're talking about, I saw something pretty interesting and I, I, I wanted to touch on it. So rest in peace to the um, one and only Magoo. And rest in peace. there was people online talking about, I see like, actually it was, um, it might have been Mad Skills. It was Sebastian. He's like, this all this fake love is pretty interesting because everybody said this was the worst MC ever. Remember, he was in magazines mm-hmm. being picked. Oh, they the would worst, always kill him. People would worst kill him. MC ever. And so it's ironic to see people all up his ass now that he passed, saying that oh, they love this, they love that. But he is another a descendant of Bismarcky, the voice. Like people said, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to Magoo, he might be the first person, him and Nori, 
that you hear on or not excuse me nori's on that Nor, just like nori was on neptunes mm-hmm. magoo was yes. on timbaland beats correct he Alea showed was, he, but he, rapid, yes, he, showed he showed you what to do he showed you yep he shows how you approach it this, this is how you do that and so i think people need to give him his props properly and if you don't have anything nice to say you know shut your mouth but like you know rest in peace to that brother so real quick on the you know it's tangent on magoo me castro me and, me and castro the other day when that news broke we were just going through some of his couplets and some of his lines and then pockets and it's it's really incredible like how memorable it was when those beats were literally the first time that style ever came out in the history of music well, the and this dude was on it yep yeah he was just on it but and then what do people remember they make fun of it with the bird but nobody yeah. else has bird, been able bird, to put bird, that in bird is a word the there's bird, two bird 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 is from him and then that family guy episode the family that's, guy shit. that you know the bird that's how you know it that's how you know the yeah. bird yeah. is the word yeah yeah, yeah. girl Dude, the family guy shit was so fucking funny yeah it was that's so it, was. it just like the way they they, they kept it. popping they kept just popping it up he's like you know what the bird what the bird and he just started bird, bird, bird. The bird <laughs> they went all the way down to this is the most annoying shit in the it's funny it's so fucking annoying to this is the funniest thing that's ever happened because <laughs> i think i think they got to the end of the episode like four seconds left he said what you know about though you know about the, the bird the bird and they just started again. i was like oh my god they did it like 40 times in the episode yeah it was amazing that's the best, it's like, have you heard it's of an avian variety <laughs> <laughs> and they would but that's that you know look that's that joyous uh just music this timeless like i was talking yes. to z about how 50 cent and if dmx was still out they could still sell out these stadiums with a lot of these current artists they're canceling their runs. They're having to reschedule and stuff like that. And it's and it goes to show people try to say, oh, hip hop is dead or that's old school. But these music is still keeping the engines going. It's still. Well, you said this, you said you said Nori. I, I remember I said it's a Nori on Twitter once. This is before Drink Champs. And I was like, bro, I was like, you're like a thugged out Bismarcky. Mm. And he was like, ding, ding, ding. He responded to me like, yep. And he's he said that on subsequent episodes. Like it was like he said it was like Bismarck. He's a combination of Bismarck and G-Rap. Okay. Like that's that's his persona. Um, and how much he loved Bismarck and hearing those songs at Albie Square Mall and all that. Like just just Biz introducing like here's another way to approach this. You don't have to be the hardest dude, the most lyrical. You don't have to be cool mode about it where it's like lyrical dexterity. You don't have to be LL like handsome leading man type of guy you can be it's almost like biggie you know what i mean what's that biggie line is like um black and ugly as ever however i stay coogee down, down to the to socks, the socks. Like, he's like yo i don't have to be the you know a 10 out of 10 stud muffin but nope. i got so much flavor and i'm so likable and charismatic I'm, I'm gonna walk out here with chicks all over me you know what i mean like and his and his wife i when they showed she was in the video for i'll make love to you i'm like oh my god i remember this oh yeah, yeah she, amazing, right? she was in 20, i remember that hagen does ad too you remember yep, the hagen does like, like, oh, when show. they started showing her stuff i was like oh she was, oh, she was a smoke show she was and, a smoke but show. She, she went off and, and did her career for 10 years had a kid yep. and came yep. back and, and he was, was waiting like, on her. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he's so just. You'll be right back. Same flute, same little champagne flute. She was probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's. And I think another. Oh, the, the, the one part in the documentary, I think I'll ask you talked about when we were texting about the Rock Him stuff, right? Yeah. When, when you saw how, like, Rock. You never see Rock Him admit, like, nervousness, anxiety. Him talk about, like, how scared he was to rap in person in yeah. the high school. 
or go to a battle or any yeah. of these things, right? Like like breeding ground. And like Biz is there. Biz is like, let's do it. Like Biz, you're dope. Yeah. Biz is like, you're dope. You know, like he like brought he gave this dude confidence who his own style changed the entire path of rap forever. Yeah. Like like Biz was the one put not Eric B, not Marley. Biz was putting the battery and fucking rock him's back. Yeah. You know I mean? Not looking at him as a threat, not like, oh no, you're you're wax. Stay over there. It's like, no, you got it. You'll yeah, good. same as Kane. I mean, like those two guys were the epitome at the time. And he didn't have to compete with them. You know what I mean? Like that's the genius yeah. of him. Like not having yeah. to be salty about anything. So um why don't we just want to take an next break and I, I want to get like into the production stuff and the actual records. Okay. We, we've touched on it, but I want to just like dwell on that a little bit more. All right. We'll be back. Clout Culture. L-O-G. Bismarck. The Diabolical. Stick Figure and the Expert present their new album, Ritual. This record mixes jazz with psychedelic tripped-out sounds and dope drums. Featuring the singles You Know What featuring Blue, The Green Monster featuring Solemn Briggle, and Cost of Business. Guest appearances on the album come from Blue, Def C, Sleep Sinatra, Tanya Morgan, and Solemn Brigham of Marlo. It's kind of crazy how they change on me. And everything I gave, I know they still hungry. I came up out the grave without a stain on me. I know without the hate, it ain't the same, don't leave. Yeah, yeah. Album is available on vinyl and all digital platforms from June 16th via Rucksack Records. To order the album now, go to theexpert.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Andrew, Sad Dance Songs, I don't know. Finally available on physical media, exclusively at $3pistol.com on very limited, beautiful cassettes designed by Andrew. The album slid out right towards the end of 2022 on Cold Rhymes Records. You can still stream and purchase the digital over there. But if you want to own this joint and bulk up the Andrew collection, get at us. $3pistol.com for Andrew's Sad Dance Songs, I don't know. All right, we're back. Call on Culture Podcast live. So, the the actual discography, the records, we've touched on them about a little bit here and there. But the act, the imprint of the music. So there's the DJing, there's the beatboxing, there's the songwriting and rhyming and performance. And again, one of the greatest performers ever. But the actual songs, and I think like that's the key to his immortality. And so we talked about you know. Um, Nobody beats the biz. We talked about uh, friend, right? Even for me, like, yo, remember the make the music with your mouth, like when um, Jay and Maya flipped that joint. Yep, that was fucking crazy. And that's like the craziest R and B rap joint ever. And they even have the breakdown at the end where they have the biz beatboxing and she's singing over it for best of me. Yep, I remember hearing it on the radio back then. I was like, oh my god, like that's Biz Markie. Dude, no, it's a wild sample of Bismarcky that like so, you don't really think of. But uh Wu Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. What part is he on? In the drums, there's like the sound in the drums. Yeah, what is that? It's Bismarck on <laughs> fucking make the oh, music with your mouth, Biz. Really? Yeah. Yes. I always thought that was like when he's like, you know, burn, but burn, 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 burn. I was always snap, but burn, burn, burn. Yeah, that was Bismarck. <laughs> Yo, that's that's, that's literally one of my favorite sounds of all. Yes. I love that. It's like it sounds like yes. a roll. Oh shit, that's dope. like yeah. think of oh yo. You remember even Simeon Drugs? That's a Bismarck joint. I got yeah. 
That's dun 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 dun. Ow! When he goes, ow! ow yeah. That's Biz. Like all of his ad libs have been chiseled to death. Yep. We talked about vapor, vapors being flipped by Snoop. Um, I was saying before we recorded, like he, Ghostface flipped two Biz joints on Supreme Clientele. <laughs> like Biz dance off Biz going off is the grain with RZA, mm-hmm. and then friggin' um. What joint is it on? Uh, what is it? Is it I told you? I think it's I told you. I gotta find it again. No, I told you is one of my favorite. He samples this on uh, this this Donovan record. I always loved. Gather thy bearings. Where's the joint? Is it on Biz Never Sleeps? Oh, he also has um toilet stool rap on I Need a Haircut, and Pete Rock took the exact same drums for this song called uh, Prime Time with Exhibit and uh, Alcoholics. Where's the other song? Anyway, and the the sample from Buck Fifty from Supreme, same exact yeah. way Biz used that. And I feel like Ghostface is I mean the Pretty Tony LP is basically a fucking Bismarck album, bro. Yeah. That's I his that's that. his Biz Chamber, a hundred percent. But he was taking pieces of that on Supreme, which is brilliant. Yeah, I mean he the whole shit like damn it feels good to see people up like, on it, on it. Oh that's in god. so many fucking songs oh my god um, ice, ice cube ice cube used that yep. ice cube got it um biggie got it oh here it is uh, let go my ego on i need a haircut is the first song is the song um on the grave diggers first album positive energy activates constant elevation that Jeez. joint that's the same exact beat from I need a haircut. Like, oh my wow. God. Like, Prince Paul just took that whole record. Like, he was like the Simpsons, man. Like, he did everything first. Yep. Yeah. That's all there for him. Like, here it is. It's, it's, it's all lined up. Like, that's, and so I think, I think the genius. So we were saying too, like, the, they point out in like the, the Mario song when he flipped that RB shit, the teeny bopper, um, when he flipped, you know, the friend joint. Like, that's his, the way he's lived on in all these different ways, and I don't even know about the Yo Gabba Gabba stuff. I don't know if you could school me on that one. And of you then, guys. like to me, um, the F word is definitely a a grandchild of a fucking uh, just a friend. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. Yeah. Not, not, I don't know if LP slipped anything in there, but I bet if we go scan it, there's definitely some Bismarcky in there, something because that's definitely that song in, in, in the new generation. Yep. Dude, that's a good fucking Dude. call. He was sampled. I'm the original. Mm-hmm. I'm the original Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. Um, he was sampled in Memory Lane. Yep. Now let me take it. Oh. Trip down Memory, memory Lane. Lane. Man, and you know what's crazy? Real quick about that song, maybe people revere that as the like their favorite. Biggest song. fucking songs. Right. Like that's the that's He's, like that's like a ten pole song on Illmatic. Yeah. But it's his it's voice. Ten pole song in hip hop. That's on Memory Lane. Yep. Coming yeah. out of like crazy. I hear that shit in my sleep. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Down Yo, he's you know what's amazing about him too, Be- because he's of the first generation, like the first kind of golden age of rap, like '88 to whatever you want to call '92. When you then hit the guys that are that we we've discussed more on the show, like Nas, Ghost, like he's their OG that they grew up loving. So then when they yep. made records, they're pulling him into their records, pulling him in. Yeah. Yep. So he's now he sticks through a whole second generation. And then we know through that, like if we weren't, yeah. you know, people like my age, I'm the youngest on the show, but like that's, I was catching the, the tail end of his, 
recording career while then hearing all the stuff I was buying taken from him. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or sampling him, which is really cool. What are you going to say, Alaska? I don't know. Oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna go. I'm looking on a who sampled now too, like the other. Yeah, animals. I'm up in that shit too. Jeez, no, you, you to thirteen hundred samples. Oh my god, it's crazy. Yeah, use it with your mouth. I mean, I, I, I can't believe the Wu Tang and nothing to fuck with, bro. That's <laughs> that shit is crazy, right? Yep. Like I, I saw that. I was trying to figure out what the fuck it was, and then I realized it was like, oh, right. it's just that sound that he makes. <laughs> oh, what's the name? When, um. Large Pro broke it down on the um, the ain't, It Ain't Hard to Tell remix where mm-hmm. he chopped up his voice to make it sound like Nas, 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 Nas as the king of disco and Nas, 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 Nas as yeah. the king of the... But he like strut... He, it was a part of another phrase, but he took it to make it sound like Nas. Wow. That was Large Pro putting Bismarck on that joint. Like that's... Jesus. That's so that's cool. Crazy. I, oh, I got to go back to the 50 joint, the best, the Just a Friend. Damn, yeah, pick and book. Oh my god, this dude's a. <laughs> it, 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 he was like every producer's secret weapon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's just damn. Uh, he's so clear when he speaks, right? Even though you yes. think he's kind of like muffle mouth, but he's clear, like because he's slow. He's slow and yes. deliberate. So it, it's when you pull a phrase out, it comes out nice. It's God. And think about this: he didn't have no acapellas. No. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they're they're just taking the acapella. Like there's a million Nas acapellas out there. Jay-Z yeah. acapellas. But yeah. Dude, there's an Ariana Ariana Grande song that samples make the music with your mouth, biz. Wow. What? Yo, that's fuck that is crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's why they were trying to stake him out of his money when he passed. Ah uh, yeah. a lot of money damn. sitting there. Remember, they made a lot of money. Like you seen them, the gold chains they were showing up. He made Jeez. a bunch of money. Him and oh his my wife. God. She was the model. They made a lot of paper, a lot of paper. I yeah, wonder, did. Do you think that young baby was his? I couldn't. Tell. No, it wasn't. It's his stepdaughter. No, the younger one. Remember that little little baby he was holding. You think that was the same? Oh uh, yeah. He. I, I was reading his bio. He doesn't have any kids. Oh. Okay. Like no, like biological Bio-kids. kids. I think he adopted both of them. So I, I don't That's know if it was her. If she had, yeah, if she if she had another kid on him, not on him, or if that was an arrangement of theirs. You know yeah, or it could have just been like you know a niece or something too. Yeah, we couldn't tell. But uh, they did they did mention the stepchild, so at least yeah. yeah, that's nuts, man. I I remember, oh the um I remember that that scratch from nobody beats it he's bismarck key beep, 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 yeah. like that scratch oh. yeah yeah that's yeah. Oh. that was roxanne shantay saying he's bismarck yep. yep yeah and then <laughs> like that's been used to death too he just doesn't <laughs> oh my god man like going going over what biz did and his contributions is it's hard it's it's sombering because this these are this is the essence this is yes. why we, we love this shit. And, and it's hard yeah. to explain to listeners just in an audible way. Like, yeah, we could tell y'all a million things, but this is we we live for this shit. The shit that he was in, the collecting, the beats he does, the beatbox. Yeah. We love that shit. Now, this ain't the lucrative. This is not the green eyed part of hip hop. This is like the grit dirt. You'll do this shit for free. He's yeah. popping up at every party. 
Right. He's at every battle. He's in all the ciphers, whether he's battling or he's doing a beat. This is this is like some really um molecular hip hop here. Oh, I yeah. love that. You know what I mean? I love it. And and the coolest thing about it is like like there's people that aren't gonna know that that's Bismarcky. Right. Right. right? But for those people that do know it, that's so dope. Like it means the world. Like when you when somebody like references something that you obsess about, it makes you feel seen, right? Like, yes. yeah, yes. you know what I mean? Like when somebody like pulls a line that you're like, oh my God, I watched that show too. That's dope. Or like, you know, whatever it is, like that record was my joint. I love that shit. And yep. if you're not like in this shit hard, yep. you're never going to get that. That means, that means nothing to you. Yeah. Or like all of the stuff that the Styles War kids talk about. When the oh, yeah. ranch and stuff that everybody doesn't think is valuable and, and what they think and you know the argument he has with his mom that's what biz and stuff is that he this is the essence yeah it's it's pure yeah. essence and somebody that really lived off this energy of hip-hop and made himself some money was able to support his kids and give his wife a lifestyle that's crazy yes. that's crazy and and really honestly doing it his way yeah he followed yeah. no blueprints ever no he laid it down for everybody after him but it's like that's i love what you said cash like on a molecular level like after i really sat and listened to his discography for the first time like i said just in the last three four years i think i was talking with ray west about it, where i was like yo he really belongs on the hip-hop mount rushmore yeah i mean honestly it's Most even definitely. without the documentary it's pretty evident if you just pay attention to all these things we're talking about he he is one of those faces that deserves to be up in whatever capacity you want to say beatbox right. yeah. and dj and rhyme and records influence power sway whatever the hell it is he exemplifies all of it fashion all of that like them hats with the name and he was getting them custom made yeah yeah and the jackets the they ran out of r's and he took the little line and put it up there <laughs> yeah, that's so, the that's sneakers, so fly. he was into that sneaker game i could yeah. always yes. wear pro kids the doctor said that only pro kids work for my feet. Let me tell you, he was like, yeah, he told us, told us like that foster the, family. Uh, that. And then now, now, now we get to that part in Alaska. You know these cats, especially in New York. So, Wait. lovable liars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know not to believe a word that. they're saying. Yep. Like just, it's yeah. just not even. Don't do it. Just don't do it. But he just, and then and then also maybe he lied to make you laugh. Oh, you know what I'm saying? We bought four sharks the other day. Whatever he used to say, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Lovable liars. I, know, I, I had a friend so like that, man. Oh, my God. These cats lied. It just fun. Like, what is wrong with you, me? Oh, yo. I bought it from my mom. You know you didn't borrow that from your mom. Like, <laughs> yo. Girlfriends at other boroughs last. Oh, yeah. She go to school in the Bronx. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you don't know her. You don't know her, but she's, she's fine. Oh, my God. Yo, I wanted to play real quick. I want to share the screen a couple times. I forgot about this. <laughs> I'm gonna share my screen. It's from the first Handsome Boy Malik album, right? Where Biz uh, Prince Paul calls him on the phone. Can I? And how do I share the audio on this one, Alaska? When I pull so, the... uh, if you go to share, yeah, is it up there? There's a little button on the bottom that says. So you got to go out of share screen. Leave share okay, screen. Let me, let me get out. Let me share. Okay. And then before, when you go and you click the button. Yeah. And it says allow share. There's a little button in like the left hand oh, share, corner. Share sound. Yep. Okay. Here yeah. it is. I just want to play this for you. It's 40 seconds. Here it is. This, this is who this guy was. 
Yo, that that tell you about this um this new project me and uh my man Automate is doing called Handsome Boy Modeling School. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yo, I didn't tell you about that. Uh. Yo, yo, it's L. It's L. So, so what you gonna contribute to a biz mart? What you want me to do? I want you to um I want you to sing like um. Like, 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 um, like the Bee Gees. Oh, yeah, I'm like that. I want you to sing like Night Fever. I'm like that. Yo, you do that? <laughs> Yo, you can flip that. Just that, like that's on the album. Nice fever, nice did he did he do that on that record? Is it that was it? He just no, he just uh, did it on a voice call, he like said, on a handsome boy monitor. He said, "What, what the, the fuck, fuck is that?" that? He said, <laughs> and then there's the uh, where is it? The, I I, th I use it on one of our um, one of our things I did before. One maybe like a used record or something like that. Where where's the um? Here it is. This one, the the Beastie Boys verse the Ted Nugent shit. <laughs> Like, see, the Beasties knew how to use them, too. Like, they were really good yeah, at, they like, did not grab, grab at him. Here it is. The Beastie Boys! The Beastie. For Ted Nugent. They coming home. Oh, they coming home. Don't be afraid. They are, they coming home. <laughs> so cool. They coming home. And he's now sabotage, but yeah, just like <laughs> he's. But my thing is like he's down to do it. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah. You want to take the BGs? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Or the Benny of the Jets, but I got a fans for a little bit. The same thing. I hear it. The funny thing is, his voice is so bad, it's good. Right, exactly. Like, where's yeah, the part it's where like, he does? It's literally terrible, but it's great. Here, where's the part where he does? Like, he does like the best thing. I got a fan of it. And they, so I, I read in the BC Boys book, but it came through. They were like, "Yo, you want to do that?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I don't know the words, but I'll just, I'll just go off memory. We'll just do it." Because <laughs> they're, they're, they're playing all the instruments live. Yeah. And, and, where's the part where it's the Betty for that? I, I can't find it. Yeah. The Betty. Like he's. <laughs> People like Eric Serbin, Ghostface, all them dudes that would sing on the records. Yeah. Guess where they got it from? Exactly. Remember, remember even like Nas said it on um on Nostradamus where he said like he was like um I was the first to sing a hook on that T J Swan shit. I'm like no, you were singing like Bismarck. You were not singing like fucking 
Biz, yeah. I mean, yeah, you were not saying like TJ Swan, dude. You were singing no. like Biz on them records for like one year. Nas was singing songs. Like remember I said last time when, when Nori said that Nas wrote and sang "I Love My Life." Yeah. And they switched it to Carl Thomas smartly. Thank God they did, man. Oh, not, I, that, I don't remember that. Which part is it? Which song? So the on the NORE album, um, Nori when he had the Large Pro episode, he was talking about um, Nas was around a lot when he was making that first album. And so his budget, he only had enough to use Nas once. So he has that song Body in the Trunk with Nas. Right. Um, but Nas wrote the hook and um, and sang on uh, I Love My Life to Carl Thomas. So he ended up getting Carl Thomas when he was like on a come up. He didn't, you know, no one really knew who he was yet. So they switched it out. Let me see if I can find it for you. As soon as you hear it, you'll remember this joint. But like if you could picture it with Nas instead, you'd be like, that's not, <laughs> that's not, that's not the best look. Here it is. Here is the, the Nori joint. So Queen. This is the most Queen's beat. I love this type of love shit. This I love this. Let me go. Let me get to the hook. I always love that this song came on after Band from TV on the arranged of it. It's the way. Yes. Like, you're band from TV, New York. Everybody. Okay. Now into like the 80s R&B, you know, Jerry Curl joint. I love that so much. But anyway, but Biz, Biz creates Nori. As yeah. Nori has said, like, that's so cool, man. So, yeah. Um, and any closing thoughts, things we haven't really touched on. And there's a lot to discuss, but I feel like we've, uh, we crushed well, the, whole, the, um, the sampling pyramid. Uh, and there's that. And they, said, they said something yeah. very important when a doctor said, principal, no, Jazzy Jeff said, the first thing not care. But when the artist they were sampling became bigger than the artist they sampled, yes, then it was a problem. And I Correct. and I, that's that stuck with me, and I started thinking about it. Wow, because the whole big debate about hip hop's not music, y'all don't play mm -hmm. your instruments and stuff. We took your shit, yep, yeah, and made, and made it, it better, and made it better. And yeah. then you started getting mad because our shit sold better than some eight track guitar acoustic. Yep, whatever record that you did in the seven, in the early seventies, and something like that. Mm -hmm. And that that's some pride shit. That's some I pride totally shit. agree. I mean, and it's funny, like even um. Because I, I was it was on the the one used records I did the uh, the Queen and David Bowie under pressure song right that was on on one of the college mixtapes I had. No, when when Vanilla Ice flipped it for Ice Ice Baby, David Bowie wasn't killing it like that at that time. Mm -mm. Queen Queen was done yeah. when Ice Ice Baby hit. So and that album did like what 15, 20 million to yeah. the extreme. So you're right, like they and and I understand the point of like hey you're taking especially a song like that like you're taking a huge hit that was memorable you know or like mc hammer with super freak for example but i don't remember rick james being mad but it's the levels of sampling because right yes you're not taking your whole song nobody was taking an entire dolly spartan song <laughs> and redoing it from tip to you know that that didn't come till puffy eric really right when people taking, taking the whole, whole song whole joint and redoing it so it's like i'm taking this riff because i can't play guitar at the moment mm -hmm. i can't i just can't do it right now i'm making a beat Right. You know what I'm saying? I can't do that baseline. I don't think you could sit there and say, like, 
you know, oh, I played the bass, so every single bass note I played is so sacred that nobody can take it and flip it and make some better shit. And I just think that's the way I was introduced to music, uh, uh, you know, a n- number of other forms, but like, that's what hip hop is. Mm. It takes you to make better. So it, it never was right. like a bad thing or against the type of breaking the code. It never seemed like that to me. I thought it was just French, yeah. like, oh, this is the new shit. Mm. It always seemed this is the new shit. Like, oh, y'all sit there playing them dusty instruments. Nah, man, give me some tables. A, a lunch table, turntables, whatever, pots yeah. and pans. Cats gonna bang on the wall. Like, look, I came up in that era. Cats was banging on the walls. Mm-hmm. Cats was banging on the fridge. Cats making beats. I came up in an era where the Neo Soul was in people beatboxing and Shorty singing a little half hook, harmonizing, yeah. and somebody's rapping. And then somebody's making some weird woo woo noise or whatever. Like, everybody's involved. <laughs> you, you know, you can't even hear the verse. It's just like, um, it's like a, a, a universal uh, ululation and everybody's in it. You know what I'm saying? And like right. some sound hypnotism shit. So that's all That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I, I get it. Whatever. Y'all, y'all figured out another way to make money after your career was over for 30 years. Mm-hmm. But I think it's corny. I think it's, it's some sucker shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I the, the one thing I thought was really interesting about that whole segment was how the record label owner. Mm-hmm. Was like I'm not paying this dude ten thousand dollars. Mm. Oh god! And oh, how how much it ended up costing them? Oh my god! Like that that weird pride of like fuck this dude. Right. I'm not paying him. It's bad business, and you got to deal yeah. with. Yeah, I mean, but it, but it's also it was unprecedented at the time, right? Right. So you didn't think if this so, lawsuit has legs, nobody's ever been able to do yeah, it. Yeah. You know, they they, they were at the they were on the I don't want to say the cusp of whatever it is, but. Like that was, those were like that and the De La Soul one were the two that like broke changed the it. Broke the mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's like fuck, you know. And again, this and is I mean, also target. they reached out to the guy that like we're not paying you, and then put it out, which is some real like wild the, shit. This is the music of the time; it's making money. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. When it's not right. making money, nobody give a damn. Remember, no. we, um, we just celebrated the 50th anniversary, and I know it. I heard people say it; they didn't think hip hop would last past '89. Right. If that 88, yeah. they thought it'd be just like disco in and out. And I know we tell it, we tell people that story all the time, but that was the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for to to sustain, and then now we're seeing these leeches. Like I said, this these guys made these songs in this in 78, 77. Your career yeah. been done. You know, it is the big three. And now you come back suing us. You know what I'm saying? Like your career's over, homie. Seriously. That's a good point. Yeah, it's it was. The craziest part is that the, a lot of the records Biz was flipping and taking were were like happy-go-lucky joints that, again, like when I was in Long Island, it, like a lot of that shit made sense to me. Where it's like there is more than just James Brown records, you know what I mean? To that you yeah. could flip, and he was taking like AM radio, like seventies singer-songwriter shit, you know, bright shit. Same thing like De La Prince Paul and them, like, and he knew his records. He right, his records, yo. and and because he knew the record, and that's what I think was amazing about him. It's like even when he and Marley had a falling out, or he was doing other shit, it wasn't like he was done because Marley and him weren't making records. Now, granted, like my my favorite stuff he did is mostly with Marley, but yeah. he it wasn't like oh he's over now, doesn't he's right. not down with Juice Crew or whatever. Like that's that ear is so ill, and I think that's like that's one of the most important components clearly of being an MC, and you could see it as him being a fucking amazing dj like all 45 sets and all that shit he was talking about doing and 
you know, doing shit for Obama and all that. Like that's that's well earned. You know what I mean? Like like that that's an obsession in a yeah. dope way. You know what I mean? Yeah, like to pays off. Yeah. Right. And he, but he knows how to utilize it. Like wh- where am I going to use these records versus like I just have them all. You know, I just have shit. So yeah. I love I love the execution of it. Any other final thoughts, boys? Uh, I mean, I think just two quick things. Sure. One, he struck me as the type of dude that came in fully formed, right? Like, I think we all know people who, mm. like, might have never made a record, but they knew exactly what they were going to sample, what the beat was going to sound like. Yep. They're going to come in the studio with everything and get it made. Like, right. Vass was right. like that when he first started coming up. Yeah. Like, he had yeah, all of his shit, shit planned ready, out. Every shit ready. Um, so, like, I think that's why you see a, a distinct departure with like his, his early work versus his later work. Cause he had been planning that early work for a long time. Mm. Right. So he would come in the studio. He's like, this is a sample. This is where this goes. This is where these voiceovers go. And like, none of us were even thinking about shit like that. And he already had that planned out. I think biz was uh, like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I wanted to talk about Yo Gabba Gabba, man. Do it. I see. Okay. I don't, I missed that whole space. I don't know. I, 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 my I son never got into it. Yeah. So my kid got really into it. It was, it's a cool show as far as kid shows go has great music on it. Nice. But every episode, there was a segment with beatboxing with Biz. Every episode? He was a staple? Every episode, yeah. Oh, He was a regular. So there would be like, and like my, like, so Eloise used to watch that shit. She used to watch it all the time. And we were visiting her aunt and she was like, (laughs) and her aunt was like, stop doing that. Don't make that spitting sound. And she's like, I'm beatboxing like biz. Wow. <laughs> so she was like three years old. Stop but um, we love. took her to see Yo Gabba Gabba live out in Long Island oh, wow. for her birthday. It was at this place in Huntington, this Huntington musical. And biz was fucking there. What? So he did like the little beatbox sets and then he rocked Damn. just a friend for the adults. <sighs> and it was like, it was while like every parent was on the chairs, like standing on the fucking chairs, oh like my God. the kids were like, "What is going on?" <laughs> the kids have no idea. Yeah, so yeah, she's no. I got a yoga. I got a Bismarcky Yo Gabba Gabba shirt, dude. What? Yo, I did not said, know he was a regular. I, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't regular. know that at all. I've never seen it. I missed it. Oh yeah. It says he would guest starred in SpongeBob as Kenny the Cat, and then he also was on. He played Snorlock the beatboxing slug in an episode of Adventure Time. <laughs> so wow. Great. He was in Sharknado Snorlock. 2. Yeah, he was in Sharknado 2, the second one. They talked about him being in Men in Black 2. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. I don't remember that one. I don't remember that. Uh, and then he performed Just a Friend on Empire on Fox. Wow. I did remember him on um the, the weight show on VH1. Oh, the, um, the biggest celebrity. loser. Yeah, I remember that. Thick Club. And I remember at the time, like, feeling really bad for him because I was like, he was just such a sweet, kind person. And everybody else in the show was like a jaded, faded celebrity who was a total cocksucker. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, yeah, I mean, I just love, you know, cookies and fucking cake. And, you know, I mean, like, this is my shit. I'm a, I'm a big kid. I like drinking Yoohoo. And then his wife pointed out, like, he lost the most. And I remember that. Like, every time he would go up, they'd yeah. be like, oh, bitch, you did it again. Oh, so he did well. I love I love that he actually did well. Yeah. Given the yeah, he did really well. I he was that. a Meteor Man. <laughs> he was. Meteor he? Man. I just watched Meteor what Man. Part was what he was he in? in? I don't know. He played Biz Markie. Damn. I'm trying to th- I just he was watched in, uh, it. I literally just watched it. I don't remember. He was on Crank Anchors. He was the Yes, announcer. I remember him. I remember him on Crank 
I mean, yo, it's kind of like Heavy D, man. This dude did everything. (laughs) He played Beatbox Baggins on an episode of Mad TV. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised he wasn't on like the Lyricist Lounge show or something. Yeah, that would have been dope. Like that's that's his spot to be in. Well, Well, I think he was because Nick Cannon Nick Cannon was on the show, right? No, no, not 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 wilding out. Lyricist Lounge show. Oh, Lyricist Lounge. I'm sorry. Sketch show. Now with now with Baby Power there. Oh God, Baby Power. Bismarck was on 44 episodes of Yo Gabba Gabba. Wow, 44 of the 74 episodes. Damn, half the show. Yeah, two thirds of the show. Wow. It's That's him crazy. and like the musical people are him and then like one of the dudes from Devo. Wow. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's a dope like even just to like watch it and bug out, even without your kids, it's a dope show. That's a hell of a God. second career. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what Rock Him someone said in the doc, I think it was Rock Him being like he tapped into like the child playful, eternal yeah. optimism, you know, like the innocence. Yep. You know what I mean in rap like that, and that's and that's the coolest thing is like even on those records like he has that one song called like My Man Rich, where the whole song is just about he's just like basically shouting out his man like talk about all the good how much of a good guy he is, like who would make a <laughs> and it's my like a which is a really rich. kind cool not like he died or um you know he he was my man but he turned on me it's like oh this is just my friend I'm gonna make a song about my friend he's cool my man Rich. Man rich. rich. Let me tell y'all all about my man rich. That's it. Like that's the whole song. (laughs) It's so dope. It's like, but that's like what kids like my son's like they every time my son has like a new best friend, that that's all they care about. They tell you about the friend, he does this. His mom is like that. Can we get a play? Like they get obsessed with the with the kids. And that's like how Biz was to me. Like he was just I don't know, man. He was just I wish I wish I was like that more. Like it's so dope. Yeah, it is dope. Like be just beloved by everybody. Uh, any other anything else we missed? I feel like we got a lot of good shit in here. We got a lot of good I think we got it. Yeah, I think we did it. It's really strong. The marquee. Yeah. Um. Uh. Any any you guys want to share before we sign off? Um. All right. So I got to confirm. I don't know. This will. Yeah. It should be September seventh. Shrapnel will be opening for Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel in Philadelphia. Yep. At um Kung Fu Necktie. Hell yeah, so I'll be there. It's gonna it's gonna be tight. So you better get your tickets and get in there. Um, and then we also have a show on the third. AJ Swade's having a birthday bash for a performing sketch. His performing uh, who else performance? Small Paul will be doing a beat set. And Swade, Trap Sketch. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. I feel bad. Forgive me, but you know, go check the fly out. Um, and yeah, that's it. We we're gonna have high bias tapes there. High bias is sold out online, so you do want to get the tapes from us. And we'll have some vinyl and stuff. Yep. Nice. Uh, Alaska's not on the camera right now. I don't know if you could hear us. Oh, uh, you guys take a puppy? piss. Oh, word. Uh, yeah, no problem. No, just the same <laughs> shit from last week. We got the merch store up on uh, that rapper Alaska Bandcamp, and we got uh, we got uh, this shit on streaming now. So, Angry you know, team. if you yeah, if you haven't gotten uh, a copy of Structural Dynamics of Flow, there's a few copies left. There's a couple of test pressings left. So, jump on it, shit. Get jump that, on get it. That. Jump on it. Um, cool. Uh, I have 
I just sold two two more copies of the 96. 96 mentality is uh, slowly whittling down to zero. So if you want to get your copy autographed by me, uh, great fucking album, man. Castro's on there. Uh, Jason Griff is on there. Uh, Vic Spencer is on there. Ray West and so on and so forth. Um, Prem Rock, Disco Vietnam. Yeah, a new, it was remastered for vinyl by C Money Burns and new artwork by my man Just FCA. So $3pistol.com if you want to own 96 Mentality. Wax! And then by the time this episode airs on the main feed, not the Patreon feed, because they get it early, because they, they fucking support the show directly. Not like you cheap pieces of shit. Uh, no, we love you guys. But you will hear, by the time it's on the main feed, the new album from me and Jason Griff. Stacking yeah. chips dedicated to one Scorsese. So everybody on this show is on the record. Just about everybody that we think is dope as fuck is on the record. The singles are out. We just dropped the last one. Um, Don't Panic with Def C, Zero Star, Solar 5, and Ace Cannons. And then we had the other single with Shrapnel, Oscar Wilde for the Night. My, my, biggest, my biggest streaming bump this year. Shouts to you guys. Um, oh, yeah. And then Belly was the first single. So nice little platter, but there's a lot more songs. And if you buy the album from us, you'll get an extra song that we couldn't clear for streaming. It's called Frank Castle. It is the hardest joint I've ever made. So when you hear the song, when you buy it, you'll know why we couldn't get it on streaming. Very, very obvious samples that uh, I'm not shocked that they sniffed out and red flagged us. So, But I hope you enjoy that by the time this episode airs. I think that's it. A lot of shit. All right. So fuck with oh, us yeah. on Patreon, Twitter. I'm never going to call it X. No one's like, yo, check me on X.com. No, check us on yeah. Twitter. We're on Twitter. All right. And uh, IG. All right. Later, Coltust and Coltettes. Whatever you want to Colton. Peace. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Because when I asked, do you have a man, she tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. I'm not even going for it. That's what I'm going to say. You, you got what I need. But you say he just a friend. And you say he just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. But you say he just a friend. But you say he just a friend. Oh, baby, you. Work for it at this time. I thought just having a friend couldn't be no crime. Cause I have friends, and that's a fact. Like Agnes, Agatha, Jermaine, and Jack. Forget about that, let's go into the story About a girl named blah 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 that adore me So we started talking, getting familiar Spending a lot of time so we can build a relationship
relationship Or some understanding How it's gonna be in the future we was planning Everything sounded so dandy and sweet I had no idea I was in for a treat After this was established everything was cool The tour was over and she went back to school I called every day to see how she was doing Every time that I called her it seemed something was brewing I called the rumor, got picked up and then I called again I said yo who is that? Oh he's just a friend Has a friend. Has a friend. Has a friend. 